Well, hey, welcome back to another exciting episode of the Afternoon Morning Show. My name is Chris Mueller. I'm joined, as always, by Vinny Kiamko. Yeah. Hello. Hey, and um, if you can hear that little, I, I'm hearing other little yeah. sounds. Are you hearing that too? Yeah. That's special because we are joined by Mrs. Megan Whitsker. She's back, Woo! everybody. Ah! Yeah. Yay. And friend. And, and friend. friend. Yes. Friend is with us today. Yeah. So how, <laughs> how old is the little miss? Seven weeks. Seven weeks wow. old. Oh, my goodness. Yes. Are you told, how are you holding up? Good. Are you? Better than I expected to be holding up. I feel like, two. I feel it? like our baby was born a year and a half ago and I'm still wrecked. I'm still like, you also had five more. Well, that's true too. You know, little things. So getting acclimated was probably a lot easier this time around. Yes. Except now that you have because to. Because I expected it. Yeah. I think I mentally prepared well. See, I think what happened to us is when we crossed over like from four kids to five, we, our brains just started lying to us. <laughs> and, and so we were just not, every time we were like, this is madness. This, this is, is absolutely way worse than before. <laughs> exactly. We were just totally unprepared. It was like, it was completely like we, the sleep deprivation, everything was just like mm. this. How did, no, no. <laughs> yeah. And granted, I think I was like 40 when, when, or around 40 when. <laughs> That child was born. Um, so anyway, I'm terrible at my own rules. We're, I don't know. Still well, working on that. I'm excited to have I you I was back. watching to see if you were going to say the name or not. I know. I should Man. have a signal to be like, don't do it. Don't do it. I know. We'd have a big like, don't say your kid's name sign. Yeah. And I teach this and I still do yeah. it. It's hard because they are my children. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Like it's easier when you're talking about somebody else's kids. It is. So I I was coming into this episode wanting to banter a little bit about uh, <coughs> Avengers Endgame because I figured, Vinny, I, f I figured you would have seen it. Yeah, okay. But see, remember, I was out all weekend and then just I'm like seeing it dedicated. Friday. No. Like, no, not I'm not. a real fan. No, no. I don't think so. Like, I, I hate Marvel. with me, really. Who's yeah. Captain America? Which is like a second tier. Who's fan. Captain America again? I don't There's know. so much. And I and I had, I had, I, I had like... I prepared non-spoiler conversation to discuss like oh, social man. stuff. And mm. so I have to throw this out. If you've seen the movie um, and you're listening, there's a couple things maybe post in the comments about the girl power moment. There was just, that was, there was a moment that was such a girl power moment. It just felt so contrived mm -hmm. to me. And I think when you see the movie, you'll understand what I'm talking about. There's also a very um, Disney's subtle pushing of social agenda, which happens <clears throat> early in the movie. And I'll call it the progressive small group moment. The progressive small group moment. I just love the term. Yeah, progressive <laughs> small group moment, and then Coin also, it. I just don't know why Ca I don't know why Captain Marvel's hair had to get sort of um, more masculine hmm? as the movie went on. Did You'll it? See, yeah, she did. She got a little. Her, her haircut got very um, women's she, bowling team. Women's um, bowling team. It got a that little. That was bit. very specific. That was very, well, he prepared. I do. I, 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 this, I'm a professional. Okay. If I'm going to say a, a, offensive things, I'm going to prepare the ahead of time. You know, you can prepare the, the offensive <laughs> comments. Like, I don't know where the line is. Cause if not, the line just gets obliterated. He's writing I'm, these down. This is going to be great. Yeah. It's going to go exactly. over terribly. Oh, this is going to be good. So, Hey, but uh, along the lines of media that we, we uh, are going to talk about, we I wanted to get into the 13 reasons why conversation now this this series came out in netflix what like a year ago two years ago i don't even know two yeah i think we're going on season three of 13 reasons yeah. why season and, two came out last year around this time and i remember it was like a big it was a story that like like life teen and a lot of youth organizations and and uh the national association of school psychologists were and there were a lot of people coming out and saying this is not a good thing this is not yeah. a great thing um you, either one of you guys want to talk about what the premise of the show is just for our listeners who may not know. See, I don't know a whole lot about I get an idea, but you probably know more about it than I do. From what I understand, it's a girl. And I don't know what drives her to feel this way. Um, I don't know if she's being bullied or something, but decides that she's 
wants to kill herself and leaves a tape. Well, she actually kills herself. Yes. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 Um, but she before that she leaves a tape listing the thirteen reasons why. Or yeah. Like blaming right. whoever needs to be blamed. Just like really calling people out. Right. Like you did this and this is mm. why. And and I I haven't watched it because quite frankly it doesn't sound like entertainment to me. No. You know what I mean? Like I haven't I, seen no. it either. Hey, you know what I want to do? I want to want to wallow in someone's you know the angst leading yeah. up to someone taking their own life. Um, but you know, the, the, I think the hard thing is for most people is it gives just the premise gives this sort of idea that, that the suicide was justified, right? Yes. Like these are the reasons why I did it. And what school psycholo- psychologists at the time said was what you're doing is you're validating that behavior or that choice. You're saying there was a justification for you to, for someone to kill themselves. And there mm. is never a good reason right. to take your own life. Right. And then they graphically, graphically show it. Yeah, they actually show her killing herself. Wow. At least that's the only thing that I really know of the show because people were talking about it. So I just, is this just emo? Like now the the whole, remember the the emotional music? Emo. Phase, you know, like I just, it just makes me feel, you know? Hey, I was Um, one of those kids, okay? I was one of those kids. (laughs) I believe it. Oh man, I miss I miss uh, I, I miss I miss the shirts that are like cheer up emo guy. Yeah, you know? yeah. <laughs> that was great. But I mean, so so anyway, the news about the show is that they actually found following the release of Thirteen Reasons Why suicides spiked like twenty eight percent the next month, um, in particular amongst young men. Uh, suicide just spiked, and and uh, so the takeaway was that um, this is a bad idea because teens tend to emulate what they see in the media. Shocking. Well, I know. Who would have Weird, thought? Weird, right? You know? After years of them bashing video games for having violence, violence or, and yeah. all that stuff, it's been years. They were talking about that when I was nine. Yeah. Right. I, just, was, I remember I remember when um, the first like Grand Theft Auto had come out, that video yes. game, that terrible video game, and people, like kids, were, were playing it a lot younger than they should have. Oh, yeah. And... All of a sudden, this whole thing came out like, don't let your kids play it. And they're just going to mimic what's going on. Because, I mean, it is a terrible game. Yeah. But then, yeah, that was like, how old were we? We were really young. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's interesting. I, I was at the Avengers Endgame with my daughter, who's in seventh grade. Uh, and it was a 645 showing, so I didn't get out. We didn't get out of there until like 1015 or something because there's 20 minutes of previews and it's a three-hour oh, yeah. movie. And the person sitting next to us was a mom with like a three-year-old and a kindergartner. Mm. And I just... I, I, I get it. Like little kids like superheroes and I want to take my kids to superhero films too, but gosh, it's not a kid's movie. It's no, it's the violence is pretty graphic and, and the language is adult. And mm-hmm. I mean, the, there were the sexual themes were not there, which is nice, but, um, but it was like, come on, people pull your head out of your butt, you know? Yeah. And I kept looking over like, and it wasn't just them. There's these ki- kids sitting next to us. And then in front of us, there was another group of little, little children. And I'm just going, Man, my my fourth grader wanted to see it, and I was on the fence about that. Yeah. And she ended up not going with us because she was staying home from sick that day, which she really wasn't sick, but stayed home from sick. She stayed, stayed home, home from sick. Stayed home from sick. English is hard, I know, Chris. Oh, man, I'm so, I'm so tired. <laughs> I don't know why. I went to Kansas over the weekend, and I missed a night's worth of sleep and travel. Mm, got and you. I'll tell you what, I can't bounce back anymore. And maybe that's why having babies is so much harder now for us. Like, <laughs> for us, like I'd do anything. But because uh, my sleep gets interrupted when she feeds the oh, baby. Oh, no. And, uh, and I'm just very tired now. But I don't bounce back. I'm so tired. It's hard. I do, it is. It's 
very Age hard. Age is hard, Chris. It, it, getting old sucks. Age is hard. I like to talk to my former students and, and young people every week, and then they make me feel old. This isn't fun. I don't like this podcast anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I quit. I quit. I quit. I'm leaving my own office. Get out of my office. Um, again, back to the 13 Reasons Why thing, though. I, You know, I just think there's – what's the responsibility on, on Netflix, the producers of this show, to say, oh, my gosh, there are – 28% more young people are dead yeah. as a result of our show. Mm-hmm. We need to pull this thing immediately. Yeah, and of course they have the exact opposite response and everyone's coming out defending it. Right. And people need to know there needs to be awareness. Right. We need to do it the right way. Right. It, 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 again, and then I'll, I'll, but kind of the other side of that coin is Roseanne Barr, who is insane, yeah. uh, says something that everyone would expect Roseanne Barr to say and her show gets canceled. Yeah. Yeah. This show, we have a, a rise in su- teen suicides by 28%, particularly amongst young men. And it's and like, just kinda, oh. it's art. And it's, yeah. you know, we're trying to bring light to something people don't want to talk about. Well, maybe the talking about it is, it is kind of, it's yeah. not been as healthy as we thought it would be. Yeah. You know? Well, and then they had a team of psychologists on set reading their scripts and all that stuff. And they said, don't do this. Really? They gave them a criteria of things that they need to watch out for. Yeah. And it looks like they just threw that in the trash because wow. they did everything opposite of what the team told them to do. Of right. course. They Why said not, that right? they needed to be aware of. And they literally did every single thing that they shouldn't have done. Yeah. That's insane. You know, and it, I think it's, you know, the one thing to kind of understand about when you get into sort of a depressive mindset or to a chronic depression or a suicidal state is you can get so caught up in distortions you know, the, mm-hmm. the sort of the, the story that you're believing about reality that doesn't necessarily line up with reality, but it's become reality to you, right? And yeah. when you're feeding someone who may have a tendency towards depression um, and now they're watching this and, you know, I know that for me, like when I read books sometimes, I can get it – can, it can affect my mood. Oh, right. Yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah. So, again, you're absorbing this. If you already tend to have a tendency towards sort of a depressive mindset or a depressive uh, disorder – I mean, or or two distortions or whatever. Um, it's exactly the wrong thing you need, you know. And it's just it's interesting. I, I as a as a culture, I think that's why the Avengers films have been so refreshing for me. Is you know, you're we begin to see sort of the idealized superhero again, mm-hmm. right? And they're flawed, but they're not perfect, you know. But again, Robert Downey Jr.'s portrayal of Iron Man, and I had to know I was going to geek this time, guys. I'm sorry. Like, no, I'm okay with this. Let's he, go. Let's he's a this very party. flawed individual who's, I would say, aware of his flares. But he, uh, flares. Oh my gosh, English oh. is hard this week. He's aware very, of his flares. Man, he is aware of his flares. Let me tell you that guy. He's aware of his flaws and trying to overcome them, but haunted by them. Does that yeah. make sense? Like it's not. Yeah. But he's not satisfied or excusing it. You know. Um, and his major inner inner struggle is with himself in a lot mm-hmm. of respects. And you know, I I just think as a culture. The reason you preach ideals, the reason you put up heroes, the reason you 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 do sitcoms that show an idealized version of life is you give people an idea that that's what I want to strive for. Mm. Um, and it's funny because we had less depressive disorders when we had we had more unrealistic television, yeah. which you'd think would be different. We would all be depressed because our lives weren't like yeah. you know right. the people on TV, but that's not the case. Mm-hmm. And it, it gave us something to strive for. It gave us yeah. something to... I mean, I'm just, I'm just, you know, theorizing, but yeah, I mean, you know, people need ideals. Yeah. We need things to look up to. We need things to be excited about or happy or that make yeah. us feel good. Well, I remember watching shows growing up like, um, like Boy Meets World. Oh yeah. Yeah. Boy Meets World was great. By the way, it's on Hulu. I'm oh, rewatching it right it now. Super excited about it. I can say that's a, that's a generational gap. It, I've not seen one episode of that show. Not even one. Not really? one episode. Really? No. No, it there wasn't is. any cross 
I feel like it started. It started when I was in like I think oh, I want to say it was my late adolescence, but that okay. show was really well. That was at like when they were eleven, so right. It was, it was that a was tween show. Early, that was early nineties. Yeah. So they were almost in their like second or third season by the time we started watching. So that's I, true. So I graduated from high school in ninety four. So mm-hmm. you know, so if it was early, if they I were was eleven, four years old. That's that's fantastic. Thank you for coming. <laughs> this is a podcast where we make Chris uh, feel old. Oh my goodness! It's funny because uh, to underline the sound of you guys making me feel old, we actually have like the baby noises that yep. are coming across through the headphones, which is kind of like it's sort of it's like just to kind of emphasize the the different edge, uh, sides of the spectrum. We've yep. got Chris here representing soon to be senior citizens, <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and, the, and then the infant on the other side. You're waiting for your AARP card to come in the mail. <laughs> I'm waiting for the discount. That's all. <laughs> It's crazy, though. It's like a decade away. Anyway. But um, yeah, like th- those kinds of shows, like I remember watching Boy Meets World, uh, Home Improvement. My family loved Home Improvement. Yeah. But there was always that payout at the end that brought some sort of hope. Right. Or if it was like a two-parter, because they would do the like two or three episode yep. arc. A very special episode yeah. of Boy Meets World. Yes. yes. And they hit a topic that was... Right. Very much like I remember. Well, even if they talked about like suicide and, you know, yeah. or, or a hard topic like that, it would be, you know, you, we'd always end with the synth music where it worked out in the end. Yeah. Right. Where um, it wasn't like and Tommy killed himself. Yeah. And, and here's why. Well, know, like right? there was there was a whole episode where on Boy Meets World, um, like the, the character Sean. Yeah. Was living in a trailer park and things went went terrible with his family. I think a family member died or something. And. The payout at the end was that people like brought them in the family, uh, the main family brought them into his home and they lit like there was this whole thing about hope and right. you don't see that too more. Right. Like I, I think I feel like we're getting so much more like like the happy endings too cliche. Right. Right. It's like how can people we get people talking now? about it? Right. Yeah, it's interesting. If you look at the major media movements of our time, right? And Netflix obviously a huge player in the mainstream media now. Um, and uh, until Disney Plus comes and then it's, they're gone. Yeah. But uh, but how dark is Ed, has, has Netflix become? I mean, 13 Reasons Why, you've got um, the, the, the Netflix Marvel series were super dark. Yeah. Um, we've got this new, what's the new comic book series they've got right now? Um, gosh, oh, what is it? Oh, it's the one with like, they'll have, they were all born on the same oh, day. Oh. Umbrella Academy? Uh, Umbrella yes. Academy. Yeah. So I was going to say Unicorn Academy. Dark. <laughs> Unicorn Academy? <laughs> that one would be so not dark. Um, that's, that's That'd be like, really strange if it was called the Unicorn Academy and it just ended up being terribly dark. Well, oh, that would like, be. Yeah. yeah. But Umbrella Academy, like I tried to watch it because I like to watch comic book stuff and it just was so like angsty. Yeah. Oh my gosh. It was, yeah. Angsty. I, I watched part of the Ellen first Page episode. Like walking angst. Yeah. I oh, watched what? the first episode. Ellen Page. And, Who's Ellen oh, Page? Ellen Page. From Juno. Oh, right. No, no, yeah. yeah. She's super, yeah. She's like the embodiment of angsty. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, totally. She's yeah. angsty in real life. Is she? I don't know. Just I, like look at photos of her and she's always like, I will be, I will say that one of the nice things about middle age is I have no idea who the Hollywood du jour is. Like, I don't really know. Like, you really have to be like an actual superstar for me to know your name now. He used du jour. Du jour, I did, yes. I've never used that. I've never. The starlet du jour, whoever like the day's starlet is or like the pop culture person. I don't, I don't need to know their name. Megan, don't, don't forget. I know you've been out for a while, but don't forget he was an actor once. I was. So it is true. true. I did. Yes. He's allowed to use du words jour. like that. Come on. He uh, has these words 
in his. Okay, du jour is actually a reference <laughs> back to Dumb and Dumber when Jim Carrey says, "Oh, what's the soup du jour?" And, and she goes, "It's the oh, soup yeah. of the day." Oh yeah, I'll have that. You know, like it sounds good. You know, um, or whatever. Like that. So that's a reference to my time. I haven't seen that movie in forever. Well, so. neither have I. It just was a. It was a formative thing. Mm-hmm. Speaking of okay, leaving the the, the idea. Just again, I go back to this like. Everything is so dark right now, right? And like it's so you got the the Netflix films, you've got um, Game of Thrones, right? Yeah, which oh yeah, which I again I haven't seen an episode of Game of Thrones either because I don't have HBO one and two. Yeah, it's it's, you know uh, affectionately called wizard porn, right? Yeah. Um, (laughs) Is that affectionately called wizard porn? Oh, I think it's it is by people like me who haven't seen it, judging (laughs) judging it from afar. But it's a huge pop culture phenomenon, right? Yeah. Um, and it's it's a it's a series driven by intrigue and blah blah blah. But ultimately, I mean, not ultimately, but very surfacely, if you just if you're just watching, just kind of like just caught it, you're gonna see graphic violence. Yep. So so in, in essence, what is graphic violence on television? It's a disrespect for the dignity of the human person. Yep. And graphic sex, which is disrespect for the dignity of the human mm. person, right? And so you see both of those things played out, and then you see a show like Thirteen Reasons Why, which is coming just from the other side of it, which is it's again, what is suicide? The ultimate disrespect for the dignity yeah. of the human person. And you go, yeah, well, this is you know what they you know we talked about as a culture of death. Yeah, mm. I mean, I think that's where we're at. Where we've just seen this kind of, this is the culture of death. Mm. So, yeah. I don't know. So, uh, parents listening or or young people listening, don't watch stuff that makes you depressed. And yeah. um, on the note about the um, suicides going up, within three days of that show coming out, <clears throat> we had filled out our unit with suicidal ideation. Teenagers. Okay, remind people what your unit is. Yes, my unit is a psych unit at a children's hospital. And I'd say on a normal day, about 65 to 75% of our kids will be in here for suicidal ideation. Yeah. Or um, danger to themselves or others. And then other times it's like, um, you know, pre-schizophrenia, like other like psychological issues. Sure, sure. But um, at that time we were 100% suicidal Whoa. ideation. And so we reached our max. Wow. I mean, that's the, the anecdotal. For but... weeks after, I'd say for the entire month after, wow. maybe the full second month as well. Wow. And so when the second season came out, no one really believed me at first. I was like, guys, it's this show that's just came out. And, but no one really knew about it at the time because right. it had just come out. Right. But by the time that that big influx of teens was over, we all realized that that's what it was. Wow. Um, so when the second season came out, I was kind of gearing up for it to... Did you, you, know, see, did you see it? No, not really. Because I think the second season handled it a little differently. Okay. Um. But because of the graphic way that they showed the suicide, yeah, um, it showed the teens who cut the right way to cut. Oh, um, right, right, the right, right, and wrong right. way. Um, and obviously, we don't want to get into that. But um, it showed them the right way to do it. Wow, interesting. So they were inspired. Wow. Yeah, you know, it's it, it's it's amazing that that can slip by. And again, you can't. You would have had to subscribe to. A pay like a pay channel like HBO yeah. or Cinemax or so you and, get stuff like that. Right. And most people didn't. No, you know what I mean. And that now wasn't super common in family right. households. But Netflix, and I don't know if I, I don't think a lot of people are paying attention to that. That Netflix is essentially you're paying for HBO or Cinemax in yep. your home. It's just not HBO or Cinemax. Yeah. But you can watch like the Tudors, right? Which yeah. Was a, I think it was an HBO show or Cinemax one of them, which is another yeah. graphic sort mm-hmm. of. It's sort of like a. Um, Taking taking its lead from Game of Thrones type show, yeah. you can watch someone graphically commit suicide on mm-hmm. TV. Um, I think it's interesting too, though, because you, you, what you said about that, the, you know, the, the suicidal ideation. Um, I, I 
I, people tend to think of the brain as it's either it, it's um, the brain is what the brain is, right? And you get to a certain point in your life, and your brain is what it is. And and if you're depressed, you're just depressed, and that's just the way you are. And you know there there are depressive disorders, but I think we tend to forget that the brain is fluid. That you know there's such a thing as neuroplasticity that by reinforcing behavior or reinforcing ideas, you can kind of set yourself down a road. You can form those neural pathways that will keep you in a depressive place. But you can also employ that same neuroplasticity to sort of change the brain structure Mm. to move you out of that depressive place. And so, Mm -hmm. you know, like um, if someone's dealing with like a lot of negative thoughts, one of one of the most impactful, I mean, that I've read, um, one of the most impactful therapies is just to confront them. Um, and then to, you know, to change the thought pattern, right? right. Like it's why you, why talk therapy is important because mm-hmm. it helps people talk themselves out of a negative sort of thing. You know, so if you have those, those distortions, like my life is terrible, no one likes me, I, you know, I'm useless or whatever you, to confront it with just a little bit of truth, be like, well, no, that that's not true. Um, I'm not useless. I'm good at this, this, and this, but I might be really bad at that. And that makes me feel bad. But I know that that, but it's not the totality of who I am, right. you know. And you develop those kind of um, strategies to to start, you know, not going down that road again, um, because the brain is, you know, what happens is when we repeat the same behavior, the same thought process over and over again, what what they found is that your brain actually starts to structure itself around those thought processes, those behaviors. Mm. And so they don't become choices anymore. Now they're just they're just normal. It's it, it's, it's a re- habit. It's a response right. system. Yeah, yeah absolutely. You know, so interesting. Well, in other news, do you know Robert Downey Jr.'s made $75 million just I on Endgame? That. That's, I saw that. It's crazy. Wow. Oh, my gosh. And, it's, it's, and part of me wants to be like, that's ridiculous. Another part of me is like, yeah, but he was yeah, really good. Yeah, he was really good. Well, but, yeah. And also, he did it differently. Did you see that? Yeah, he took a cut. Yeah. Yeah. So he took a percentage. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Which I, I, you know, a lot, when you get enough clout, that's what they tend to do. When you tend to be like a, a driver of a, of a movie franchise, um, you can say, well, I, you know, I'll take X as salary and then a percentage as my cut. Yeah. And then, yeah, but 75 million. So think about this though, because he started on Iron Man however many years ago. How, how long ago was that? So long ago. Was that 2004? 2006? I don't know. Probably. It seems like it, it's, you know, it's... To it's the a, internet. <laughs> but to be sure, in Iron Man, he's, he's been in 10 of those films, I think. So say he makes, a, 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 like, for, for Iron Man, he makes $10 because he was sort of B-list at that point. It was a risk. It wasn't... Oh, 2008. No one, no one knew how it was going to go. Yeah. Um, but he's absolutely made over a billion dollars, yeah. you know, on, on, uh, on like, Marvel films. Mm. I just, yeah. yeah. Uh, I saw it. That Chris Hemsworth and um, Chris Evans made 15 to 20 million. I was wondering, I don't know if you guys know this, um, if that was through the course of all their movies. No, or I think that was just in, for Endgame. That was just, just for Endgame, yeah. Okay, because they worded it weirdly in the article. I was like, wow, like that's a lot of money, but not a lot for all the movies that they've done. No, yeah. Or 15, yeah, but I mean, but it's, it's interesting because they're all in Endgame. They all have these big roles. Mm-hmm. And, and Robert Downey Jr. made 75 mil, and then they both made like 10 or 15, yeah. you know? Yeah. I think that's just an acknowledgement to that. There would be no Marvel Universe without Robert. Without, yeah. He yeah. just he just is yeah. the anchor. Well, I mean, he absolutely was the driving force. And but you you look at you look at all of the Avengers movies that have come out. He and they when they do the interviews with the cast, he's the guy. Like he's he absolutely is Tony Stark. Yeah, yeah. it's totally. really he weird. runs he runs the show at that point. Yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. it's so funny how like that because it's just a character. Yeah. You're not actually the leader. 
you're not like you're not no. the leader. You're just a guy playing pretend. Yeah, and but yet everybody else is. is like, no, he's the no, leader. he's the leader. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He, he pretends really well. Yeah, no question. You know? He's a great pretender. <laughs> he's a good pretender. He's <laughs> way better at pretending than I am. Yeah, I'm like I only pretend to play kind of a slacker. So yeah, I'm, just... I'm gonna follow his lead. <laughs> now I'm just as good at pretending to be a slacker as he is pretending as he... to be a genius because he is pretending to, to be, be a, genius. a genius. He's not a genius. Uh, yeah, that's you know. I, I don't know, but it, I, there's so, it's funny that again. What's the value of someone who can just make us feel good, right? Yeah, the, yeah. you know, like that's and I'm gonna say like I would I think 75 million for someone who can give you that over the course of those years. And, and again, that movie made a billion dollars its opening weekend. Yeah, you know, um, like yeah, I think you know, yeah, I think those and you know these are things that are go on forever. Um, and and what's the impact of say. Uh, Robert Downey Jr.'s effect on young people and their excitement to go study math or science or computers yeah. because they want to be like Iron Man, right? Mm. Or or uh, Chris Evans' portrayal of Captain America and how he, like, this ideals and he's so straight-laced mm. and he's a good dude and how that's going to affect some kids someday. Like, that's that's such a positive, like, thing. And, and granted, you know, I don't care about who they are off-screen, but the on-screen thing was so yeah. positive, so something to look up to. Um at times I'm like, yeah, that's really cool. Like, okay. Yeah. I see that. Mm -hmm. See that. That's, um, I think why, why were the Avengers films so big or all the Marvel universe so big? Because like, it was a, it was so easy to grab onto and go, I want to root for these guys. Yeah. Yeah, You know? And I think as a culture, we're just hungry for that right now. Oh, absolutely. Everything else looks so terrible. Yeah. Like the whole conversation we had the last podcast about politics. Like I, we can't, I came out of that podcast and was just like, Ugh. Yeah, like there was just so there's so much negativity, yeah, about you getting stuff like that, and it's refreshing. But I think I I still think there's there's that um, like it's old hat. Yeah, you know what do you mean? No, just just in that sense of like the happy ending, which is why I think we're seeing a rise more in the HBO Game of Thrones style stuff. Yeah, is right. be, is because everything else is old hat. Like people, even The Walking Dead which I watched forever and then mm-hmm. got bored of it. But, you know, you wanted to see who died next. Yeah. Right. You know, there was that. I mean, you want to see who died next? Well, it seems like <laughs> Look Hollywood- at that. It's like, it's all, it's like, yeah. like a weird, like. Well, in Hollywood goes in cycles. You look at the, the, the Hollywood Western, which was huge in the 1950s, Love right? me some Westerns. Um, and, but by the end, by the 60s, we started to get the spaghetti Westerns, mm-hmm. the Clint Eastwood. They were grittier, you know? Yeah. Um, and then spaghetti? you- they call them spaghetti westerns because they, f- they were filmed in I don't Italy. Know anything about westerns? <laughs> yeah, they were actually they were filmed in Italy, um, I believe. Okay. Uh, Italian director of spaghetti mm-hmm. westerns. Yeah, That's but they funny. were grittier. They were darker. There was you know, and you started to have people you know like the the um, if you, we can even look at like the actors like in the 1950s you had in in 20s 30s 40s 50s you had really attractive people. Yeah. 60s and 70s there was a move to have like more normal they're still attractive but like normal yeah not so glossy looking people they and had they, the five o'clock shadow they had you know the, maybe little like dirt on them they had the, yeah skin you know like and uh, and then again you see the 80s it swings back we're starting to see beautiful people again you know um the 90s had a little grunge but anyway but but like that superhero yeah, moment like the moment of, of idealism in, in sort of the superhero moment now we're seeing umbrella academy right? yeah so it's a superhero thing but very negative <laughs> there was another series i just saw advertised where if superheroes were real they would be they would really be expletive up or something yeah and i saw that on, on facebook right and so now we're starting to see now are we churning back down 
in away from that idealism and what will the effects be of it, mm. you know, and what will, will come. And I, I wonder if isn't that part of why Star Wars is struggling mm. so much is it doesn't know how to find traction in like this yeah. world right now. So I don't know. Um, what was that movie that Will Smith was in where he was like the bad superhero? Yeah, like, I don't remember. Saw that Hancock? Toll on him. Yeah, it was Hancock, yeah. yeah. I never I saw Did anybody see that movie? Yeah. I saw half of it. I saw I it. Like, eh. <laughs> I saw half of it. That's how I was in The Hobbit. I went to the first, like, The Hobbit, and I was like, nah, I'm out here. I can't. I'm just, I can't do it. Hey, I actually enjoyed those movies. I wanted so. to enjoy those I enjoyed movies the first badly. one. I wouldn't say I... To, yeah. But I, every time they sang The Misty Mountain, I yes. stood up and put my hand over my heart. Because it's a song, my, my, song of my people. You know, oh every time in a, in, a, in a Tolkien book, every time they have a song, my daughter's reading um, the Lord of the Rings trilogy right now. Wow. And yeah, well, I'm reading her like middle school elf literature and she's reading the Lord of the Rings trilogy. So we have things oh. to talk about now. So Fun. there's a series called the Keepers of the Lost Cities where like a little girl finds out she's an elf and then she goes to live with elves. And then there's this whole thing. And I'm on book eight right now or something. Um, or seven. Wow. Yeah, I know. I'm, I'm deep They're in really it. They're really committed to it's Well, okay. This. I'll put this way. It is a good Harry Potter alternative. Okay. Oh, similar, sweet. Okay. Similar in writing style, um, I would say. Um, easy to consume, but, you know, it, at times you're like, okay, where's this going? But not bad. Not bad. I mean, they're, they're entertaining. So anyway, okay. but my daughter was reading them because her cousins are reading them in Alabama, and then they were, you know, texting and, and FaceTiming and talking about it, which is so cool. I don't know where I was going with this story. I'll be honest. Um, <laughs> But uh, oh no no we were talking about, we were talking about yeah gosh I, I'm so tired and I'm middle aged. What cup of coffee are you on? Oh so this is the thing I didn't get up early to go to the gym this morning. I normally get up at five to go to the gym or ah uh, you know, no and, mushroom coffee. So I'm no that's I've adopted the pre workout. <laughs> now I don't know if anybody is a is a is a workout person. <clears throat> I've just I'm kind of you know drink the Kool Aid right I've been mm, doing yeah. the drink the Kool Aid thing and I will tell you since we started the drink the Kool Aid thing I've lost like fifteen pounds i'm like you know i'm down at like a weight i haven't been in in years but um and my my fitness is better but so anyway drink the kool-aid um i have adopted this pre-workout drink Mm -hmm. which a pre-workout is for those who don't know is essentially just straight caffeine right you get like two to four cups of coffee in 16 ounces yep um so i had a cup and a half so far of coffee so normally at this point during the day i would be like four to five cups in I'm only a cup and a half because I'm going to go to the gym after this. I'll Are you buzzing? Are you like, <gasps> no, because I haven't had enough. I've only had a cup and a half. Uh, the pre-workout I'm going to take after. Oh, after the, yeah, yeah, got yeah. you. Maybe okay. I should drink pre-workout before the show. and then. Oh, get man. What would that be like? Hyped. Dude, I, so I go to the gym with my oldest at like five in the morning when he when I can wake him up. But I'll do the pre-workout. And he's and I'm just like, rrr, 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 let's go work out. Let's go. Crazy, you know? <laughs> and, and he's always just like. <sighs> you just stop, please. I need to start pumping him full of that, but I'm worried. I'm worried I'll have like anxiety attacks or something. Anyway, um, but so we read Lord of the Rings trilogy, and we both agreed. And anybody who's read the Lord of the Rings trilogy, I think, feels this way. Unless you're a super weirdo who's into literature. Anytime they start singing, anytime they start singing, you have to skip it. Like those sections of the books are terrible. Like mm-hmm. it just goes on forever, pages of like. Really? Yes. Oh my god. Well, yeah, because. Tolkien wrote like whole songs. It, it was okay. and pages. He wrote whole songs. And there's a lot of like lore in those yeah. songs. If you want to yeah. get deep into the geekdom of it, and I'm I'm pretty sure I have friends who are into that. But I just every time it's like, oh come on, I just want to advance the story. Yeah. Well, because a lot of it. a lot of those songs uh, reference like the Cimmerillion or right. Like they they're kind of self-referential right. of the other books Tolkien wrote. Right. Yeah. Exactly. So, so did you guys see Shazam? Do you see Shazam? Not yet. Oh my gosh, you're, you're dude, killing me. I'm right behind. Now. 
Remember, I ju- like Easter ended Exodus 90, so I'm playing that's true. catch up. That's true. He has I want to talk about catch up on. I'm playing catch up. Give me a little bit. I'm just trying to talk about pop culture and have an interesting freaking show. And then the you're Jonas just... Brothers performing last night at Billboard Awards and announcing their tour. Because I'm already on their pre-sale list. So, Chris, tell me about Shazam. You <laughs> okay, saw it. So, anyway, <laughs> I just don't know who Shazam was for. I just, that was my feeling after I got out of the theater. I just don't know who it was made for. That's all. I it was. I, the previews confused me, too. Right. Like, was it for little kids? Right. And it, mm. it definitely was not for little kids. Okay, so let me put it this way. There are moments where you're like, this is straight freaky. And the bad guys are essentially demons, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and, and very, that I knew. Yeah. And it's, very, like, some of those yeah. scenes are like, her, like a little kid's going to have nightmares. Yeah. But then other parts are like, this is stupid. Yeah, this is this is Saturday morning, you know, kind of dumb right now. Well, and I think I, I think it was made for to try and pull some of the Marvel fans. Didn't do it for away me. a little bit. Well, at least it wasn't the usual DC dark angsty. Yeah, but I think that's I, I think yeah. the goal was to be like, oh, it's not so dark. It's kind of like Marvel kind of thing. Like, yeah, but it no. didn't. Zachary Levi do though was he I oh lord not a huge lord help us. I, I like him I like Zachary I like him Levi. I like him too but I, I enjoyed him in Chuck a lot I feel like he fell into the classic when an adult is playing a teenager they play a middle schooler yeah does mm. that make sense yes. that was my take on Zachary okay. Levi in that so if you've seen the movie comment because apparently nobody here has seen anything and I can't talk about <laughs> stupid afternoon morning show podcast <laughs> oh. I'm just anyway um, now I'm now I'm, I've switched from tired into belligerent. Nice. I'm essentially a three year old because that's mm-hmm. how they roll. Um, oh yeah. Can I tell you? Just I was telling Megan about this before the podcast. So we we just found out that my three year old does not have cancer, which is exciting because last well, the last couple of weeks we've been dealing with this thing where he had a lump in his neck and he still has oh, a lump in his neck. Got you. And kids get lumpy. That's something that happens. It's not. It's, but is it like was it like a gland or something? Though? Oh yeah, just... glands are super swollen. They're got huge. you. And you know, and again, kids get lumpy. Swollen glands are typically not even a big deal, and they normally go away by themselves. However, he's been complaining about stomach pain for quite some time. Oh, well, not quite some time, but a while. And so you two both of those things without. And, and there are no fever. There's no fever related to the glands, which would be indicative of a virus. And so you got you got a weird set of, of things going on. And so, you know, it's one of those things where the doctor is like, it's nothing to worry about, but, but it but would be prudent to check. And then we, do, we know we do another check and they'd be like, well, you know, let's just check a couple more yeah. things. And, and we got a chest x-ray and then we had a consult with um, oncology. That's fun. Yeah, when, when you have a consult with the cancer department, um, and they said, "Well, we want to get some more testing," and uh, and so we did that more testing, and and we basically have ruled out anything that could be an indicator for like lymphoma. So, mm-hmm. whoo! So another reason I'm tired right now. Yeah, have you noticed emotional stress is just the worst. The is the worst, worst man. Yep. It's so the draining. Worst. You think like I should be fine. I haven't done anything today, and you're like, but I'm not. But gonna. I'm not. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so just kind of sucks all the fun out of the day, and then you're just sitting there like, yeah, just kind of, what did I do today? Yeah, totally. And it was one of those weird things where I'm going. I've got a, a trip coming up where I'll be in Canada for like a whole week. I'm speaking to every Catholic high school in a in a Canada Canadian Catholic school district. So it's like it's it's four it's four high school assemblies a day for five Whoa. days. Yeah, I know. It sounds like purgatory, to be honest. Um, and I, but my wife and I are having this conversation about, well, you know, if, if something goes south, if we find out bad news, I, you know, I, I'm, I'm just, I can always pay the $200 transfer fee. We can get a flight out early. I can be home in like, you know, 12 yeah. hours. And um, so it's so nice to not 
be worrying about that right now. Yeah. It's like, yeah. You know, yeah, but emotional stuff is like, gosh, darn mm-hmm. it, terrible. Well, just terrible think about stuff. it. Now you can all, now you can go to Canada and drown it in yeah. syrup and ketchup chips. Oh, I, my daughter uh. keeps saying, ketchup chips. Bring back the ketchup chips. She doesn't. She's not going to say anything to you and nothing else to you. Canadians have this weird embargo. They won't send us ketchup chips. I don't know why. I don't know why they're the only ones who get them in the entire world. Is the Canadians have them? <laughs> they're delicious. It's just. It's not fair. Um, you should. You should write a strongly worded letter. Maybe it's just that Canada needs something. Does that make sense? You know, they're like because <laughs> they don't even just have Tim Hortons. Like there are places here that have Tim Hortons. Yeah, we've too. taken that. When maple syrup, I mean, their maple syrup is good, but come on now, we got yeah. we have maples and maple syrup. Vermont, we have maples. We do. We have maple trees. <laughs> We're you know, but the ketchup chips are like no, that's ours. Ours that's it. Alone. That and angry not French people who think they're French. That's angry us. not French people we, who we think they're that. French. Mm. That's Canada. I love that. I had a friend at school who came from Canada. And um, he knew French. And so obviously all of us girls were just like dying over it. <laughs> it was a fun treat. It was a, it was a treat, you guys. <laughs> he knew French. He's like, hey, Mike, speak to us in French. You know, it's funny. Is no one ever says that to somebody who knows German. You know, hey, yeah. say something to us in German. Okay, stop. It is, uh, it's horrifying. It is. I love that language. I love the people <laughs> of Germany. Yeah, we had friends. We had we had neighbors growing up who were French Canadian, and I just um, they they had an accent. And I just remember thinking Canadian people sounded weird. I didn't realize it was just that one <laughs> that one portion of Canada. Just all Canadians just sound weird. All right, so we're a little bit off script right now um, on, for the show, but we're okay with this. Ah, uh, you know, we. I'm trying to think. Um, what are we going to talk about right now? We have the is the Pope a heretic conversation. Um, I don't know. We got like four minutes left of the show. I don't know if we can cover is the Pope a heretic. I, yeah, I don't think we're going to get... I don't know. So are we going to give me my pop culture two minutes then? The Jonas Brothers thing? <sighs> Taylor Swift also came out with a new song. Uh, I know, nice. I heard it. I haven't listened to it. I haven't it's listened good. to it yet. Really? How is Brendan Urie in it? He's amazing. He, I mean, he honestly makes the song. Because I'm a fan. And I'm a, I'm a fan. huge Taylor fan, but Brendan Urie makes the song. I'm a fan of... Uh, Brendan Urie? Urie? You, what is his name? Brendan Urie. It U-R-I-E. Sounds, it sounds like part of the urinary tract system. Like it, should, it sounds like it sounds like it should be connected to the bladder. You know, mm. um, I mean, there are worse names. There are worse. There names. are worse names. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, no, he's <laughs> the lead uh, singer for Panic at the Disco. Okay. That apparent, yes. So See, there's like where the emo he's scene the emo kid group. comes out in me because yeah, he is okay. Where, All right. right. Since not tragedies. Right. That one. Nope. 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 Okay. <laughs> he's nodding his head. It looked like he knew. <laughs> See the whole emo conversation we had at the beginning. And I should have brought that up then. The only thing I know. I don't actually. <laughs> no. This is this is where I, I I'll live. As, so that music, oh. as a youth minister, I did not know particularly what genre was emo music when it was happening. I just knew that those were the kids wearing the incredibly tight pants. Yeah. Yes. That was hair the over their eyes. Right. Yes. Oh, emo. Yeah. Emo. Yeah. Face. Emo. Yeah. Face. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Incredibly um, tight. With pants. the blue with the blue tip right on the very end. Have you mm-hmm. noticed that jeans are getting looser? They are. Yeah. I, I feel like we're heading I back towards noticed. boot cut jeans. Yeah. They're selling them now. So yeah. Start. People uh, are. They uh, weren't selling them at all. I don't. I just don't. Want I mean, to, I'm excited I mean, about boot cut jeans. I'm not super excited about super tight jeans. I but like <coughs> straight leg jeans. They just kind of go straight down. Yeah. I just I boot boot cut. I mean, I feel like the cycles <laughs> sped up, right? Didn't we yeah. just like? I mean, we're back at overalls. I feel like we were back at overalls like four years ago. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. So that was a quick jump around. Yeah. Well, I felt like we were getting back into like the '90s. And now I don't know where we're at. We're feeling very 90s to me when I watch my kids and what they're. My, my well, son has a shirt that has. still doing the thing. I'm seeing mock turtlenecks on people. Wait, what? Oh. That's super 90s. Like the. the, the I have not. Mock turtleneck. I haven't seen humans for like seven weeks, so I don't really. Uh. <laughs> That's true. You've been literally in a cave. Yes. You know, me and my little person here. 
Yeah. yeah. Who's looking at Vinny right now? Like, I don't even know why he's here. Right. She's really yeah. interested in the microphone. Oh, yeah. She keeps I bet laughing that. at it. <laughs> <laughs> well, cool. Well, hey, we are actually crossing over the 40 minute mark. What? So there okay. we go. So we will talk about Is the Pope a Heretic in next episode. And we are going to be recording two today because I will be in Canada. So we won't be able to co- co- record. I almost couldn't say the word before. Man. I am just. I can't wait to hear the. Um... Everyday Catholic spiel right now. Everyday. Oh, that's right. Yeah. She hasn't heard it in a while. All right. Well, no, because since he's so delirious. <laughs> yeah. It's going to oh, be Oh, yeah. I don't know why I'm so tired. All the right, every, Chris, take it away. The Everyday Catholic kidding. show is brought to you by, wait, no, darn it, screw you both. The Afternoon Morning Show is brought to you by Everyday Catholic. Everyday Catholic is a 501c3 nonprofit, and we depend on the support of listeners like you. If you enjoyed the show, go ahead and head to everydaycatholic.com slash donate and consider a monthly pledge. And if you haven't checked it out yet, check out the the, uh, three-minute test clip for the Everyday Catholic Show. We are in production of those episodes right now. Really excited. Can't wait to share them with you. Um, We cannot make a Catholic show for families if we don't have patrons behind us. So check out that clip if you want to see that for your kids. Go to everydaycatholic.com slash donate. All right. Um, Hey, this has been the Afternoon Morning Show. Tell a friend. Write a review. We love you guys. We'll see you next time. Bye, guys.